0: hey, this is the next-to-last episode of this particular show, but you can help support uh, other shows like this and other experiments like this by going to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Once again, patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Thank you. This is Gary Butterfield. This is Cole Ross.
1: And you're listening to File Underwater, where we try to convince you that R.E.M. is America's greatest rock band. That R.E.M. is America's last rock band. The last rock band. (laughs) I'm Queens of the Stone Age. What about me? (laughs) You're doing dance stuff now. Yeah, (laughs) You turn new wave like they all do.
0: Oh, man! We're here to talk about r e m s final studio album together collapse into now, which yeah, came we're out collapsing into
1: into the to now we're collapsing into then uh, right we're collapsing into six years ago yeah seems yeah. uh it seems more recent than that, but it is not yeah, I mean, everything has moved so quickly since that <laughs> that's true. It has been a very eventful
0: six years, yes. Uh, uh, but yeah, it came out in March of 2011. And
1: this is, like I said, their final album. Yeah, final album. Uh, they played their last live show. We're hitting all the lasts yeah. today. And uh, out of all bands, REM um, is not going to reunite. Nope. I am 100% confident in that. That's something every band ends up doing. Not every band, but most bands that break up yep. do kind of high profile reunions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I generally have a kind of a low opinion of those. Like I think that, the, like I went and saw. Uh, that's why I've gone and seen the Pixies, you know, which is one of my favorite bands. I liked I got a chance to go see them. Uh, it was not, it was so clearly them past their heyday. Yeah. And their records they put out since then have been. God awful pretty (laughs) much. they're some of the worst like records that I've like I own. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't, so I don't, I don't truck with reunions generally, but, uh, I can literally just not see REM doing it. Like if something happens and one of them, like they, you know, do a, a benefit show, as like a, a a new titled thing with all three of them in there, mm-hmm. maybe. But there is not going to be another REM album. No, no, so, abso- absolutely
0: not. They're not. I mean, there might be something where they get up on stage and perform together, but yeah, it's uh,
1: it's it's gone. For, because if there is anything we've learned, they tend to stick to their guns. They de- they definitely do. Yeah. So so some you know some country they need a new cause like someone it's, it's like a wag the dog movie where somebody manufactures a, a cause for rem to get back together yeah because we are definitely at a loss for things that need fixed <laughs>
0: exactly,
1: exactly. <laughs> they're just
0: waiting they're waiting for it to get a little bit worse
1: yep
0: it's still good it's
1: still good oh
0: is this, um, is, this is that what accelerate
1: meant accelerationism yeah yeah, yeah it's just a little, it's a little tyrannical it's just still good it's still good <laughs> um yeah it, it's uh you know and also just to note uh up top not the last episode of the show no
0: no uh, we have some odds almost, and ends so. some odds yeah. and sods um coming up in the next episode um we're going to be finishing on the listener mail the third one of those unfortunately it's too late as of the time you hear this but uh hopefully you saw us saturate social media with it we're also yeah. going to talk about like i don't know i want to look at what they've done after um yeah. a little bit
1: you know yeah, i want to talk about michael says weird old man beard yes his, his instagram um, where he's at the center of every single shot yeah <laughs> Yeah, He's a bunch of goofy stuff. They did that like Bowie tribute. That was really good. Yeah. Um, You know, he's so they're 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 doing stuff and like we're not going to talk about everything Peter Buck's done because it's too much stuff. But he's still Peter Buck. Like the guys didn't die. No, no. they still they're still around. They still get to live and everything. It's actually a very positive thing Uh uh, that they got to go out on their own terms. Um, And same thing with the show. Um, We answer this question all the time. We've answered it before, but I'm going to answer it again. Uh Uh, People ask what we're going to do after this. And the answer is nothing. Right. Uh, as of now. <laughs> so the, the show is uh it was always meant to be a short run. Um I love the idea of short run podcast. You know, my my all-time favorite podcast i have talked about a bunch is the Andy Daily Podcast Pilot Project. Um I like the idea that a show can be like this is 20 episodes, it covers this thing, and that's it. Yep. And that thing is not news related, it will stay evergreen. It's just kind of treating podcasts less of a periodical and more of kind of a reference. Um so we don't uh we don't have any plans. This was always meant to have an end and uh, there are other bands that I love as much as R.E.M. There are other bands that Cole loves as much as R.E.M., but this is the, the spot in the Venn diagram that overlaps. <laughs> right. So um, we, we've answered that in several Q and A's.
0: Um, I, I think, uh, since the show began, um, if there was another band that fit that profile, uh, we would consider it. But right now, uh, we feel confident with what we have made so far Yeah. Uh, and don't want to, uh, take another bite at the apple and maybe come up short uh, by talking about things that uh, we don't share a passion for.
1: Yeah. And, and REM has like a, a story behind it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of, and there's a lot of information, you yeah. know, um, uh, ab- about them. So like it, it is, th- this is a good band for this show. Mm-hmm. Um, not saying there couldn't be another band, but like, we're just not going to search that out. Right. Uh, so yeah. Just, just people know we appreciate that people like it and they want to hear us talk about music more. Um, I recommend uh buying the four episodes to try this mm-hmm. uh if you want and just keeping an eye. I'm not saying we'll never do music again uh but for now this is uh this is the end. We're also going out uh you know we're we're writing and reading our own obituary as the uh the book that we read put it, which is something I really like. Mm-hmm yeah so let's uh let's get into claps in and Now, which is i w- i'm so happy that this didn't uh another thing that like if we did this with other i just coming up with reasons not to do this if we did this <laughs> with other bands with the exception of something like david bowie uh-huh. um you know if we did this with the pixies one there's still like ellipses at the end of that they might right. put out new records two like their last out al- like i said their last like reunion albums all suck uh-huh like it would it would be terrible to go out on the show on a terrible note but instead uh-huh. this is like one of my favorite R.E.M. albums like yeah. this is actually extremely good. And uh, the show has like gotten me to like really give it a chance. Yeah, I never uh, had the motivation
0: uh, to, to to dig into it because I didn't expect them to, to, to find their voice again.
1: No, I, I mean, I didn't either. And as somebody, you know, obviously uh, as somebody who fell off as early as as reveal, I was just expecting like I knew that it was softer than accelerate, mm-hmm. but I was worried that they were back on their bullshit. You know, like they had done accelerate, which I don't love like i like I said, I don't think those you know those those are I like that tone a lot, I don't think mm. all those songs are particularly good, um, but I was like, oh man they're going they're just going back to adult contemporary r e m that like I grew to loathe right uh, as time went on, and they didn't. Nope. Uh, they actually kind of made themselves an alternate universe greatest hits uh, <laughs> kind of thing, like a, a revisit to every period of them. And like this album is such a perfect end for this band. Mm-hmm. It is such like a love letter to every era of R.E.M. Um, it like I, I mean, I, I can't imagine them doing this better. No. Uh, and that no. is such a good place for them to go out on. Yeah. It's like this perfect cross
0: section. Uh, that achieves the variety of things that we really like, you know, like your reckonings or your um, new adventures in Hi-Fi, right? Mm-hmm. You know, this is wide-ranging and, and, and expansive. They, you know, one quote even called it inclusive uh, in, a, yeah. in, in in a way. Um, and the fact that they, you know, I, I mentioned it as like, oh, they, they 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 found their voice again. Well, they went back to the well, and you could see that as a as a negative thing. I don't because each and every one of these tones is something that they made a conscious decision to stop. So they didn't wear it out.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's also, um, you know, they spend a lot of time kind of meandering and experimenting and like, you know, as we'll talk about, this album was kind of created with uh subconscious and eventual conscious knowledge that this would be the last thing they would do. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't want to go out on like a fuck up, you yeah. know, like we could try to push, you know, new ground to make this like, you know, a kind of a crazy last album, but instead we're going to do what we're exceedingly good at, <laughs> uh, and actually just make something, uh, highly listenable, which I prefer to a failed experiment, mm-hmm. you know, after gotten my fill of failed experiments, uh, you know, from this band. So like, I'm really, really, you know, I'm proud of these boys, Yeah. you know, like reading the end of the book, reading the, about the production of this album, like watching interviews and stuff like it's kind of emotional mm-hmm. you know just like wow these guys got to do that yep <laughs> you know it is just it is a, a very very sweet and rare thing that the boys got to do
0: yeah you know there have been a couple of things that they have you know fucked up artistically over the course of let's say the past decade of coverage mm-hmm. uh you know that that we did from let's say 2001 to this however Um, they've never really made a lot of bad decisions about how
1: they move as a band, right?
0: No. Right. And, uh, you know, sticking the landing is so important here.
1: Well, they they talk about it, uh, again in the book, but like, I just, I love that, like, you know, this band never, like, you don't listen to car commercials that have REM songs in them, Mm -hmm. you know, like things like that. Like you don't, uh, they don't show up on soundtracks for movies they don't, they're not interested in, right. you know, things like that, which is like a principled kind of punk stance that, uh. You only go so far like I don't begrudge anybody like, you know, the shins when they were like a super shitty band selling their their song to McDonald's, it doesn't bother me like that allowed them a lot of creative freedom, you know. Yeah, Um, REM was lucky enough not to have to do that and chose not to do it, even though it could add an extra zero to their, you know, their ridiculous bank accounts as is. And that's why I don't think they'll reunite because they just they have more money than anyone. Uh, and they, they, you know, they they live like people. Yep. You know, they're not like you know buying uh, dinosaurs and shit. They just, uh, it's, it's you know, it, I just I can just imagine them being principled throughout, you know, and literally just throughout time, not just throughout their career. Yeah. Um, really, really amazing. Very, very proud of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's uh let let's get
0: into the the album. Yes. Uh, so the specter of their breakup is kind of hanging over this. I say specter, uh, for no great reason. It's not a bad thing, but like they decided not to tour. Um, As they were coming up with the demos when they were talking about it during Accelerate, uh, and they'd also been kind of toying with the idea of breaking up, especially because they had a uh, contract renewal coming up. This would be the last album under the contract that Warner extended to them, I think, like way back in 1995.
1: It was their five album deals. Yes. Is what they've done. So if, if this is the, uh, the, you know, the 10th album of that. Uh, so ever how many? So uh, and that that had their entire period that was a little bit like shifty. So they had to know at some point, like mm-hmm. if we renew the record industry has changed and our cloud has changed to where like we're not going to come in on the same kind of thing. No, no. you know, we're not going to get the same kind of dollars we got when we first signed to Warner Brothers. Um, when We first renewed. Uh it's just not gonna be as big a deal. So I'm not saying that's purely motivated decision, but I'm sure it was on their mind.
0: Well, there's other stuff that comes with that too, like label attention and label backing to like get yeah. know, to like to get exposure to it. Um that is also important, you know, not yeah. just the not just the advance.
1: Uh, yeah, exactly. So they, they weren't going to get the same kind of care. Right. Um because of the situation they were in. Uh, as you mentioned, it's very intentional that they wanted to go out on an upswing, uh make this kind of wide ranging album. Um, but because they didn't tour like their final performance feels like an unscheduled thing. Yeah. Um, it's on a tiny, tiny, tiny level, but uh, my most serious band, the same thing happened. Oh, yeah. Like we didn't have an intentional, like, I mean, we didn't go out on our own terms or anything like none of this, the good stuff of it happened, <laughs> just the bad right. part. Um, we didn't have a like, Hey, this is our last show. Let's throw a big party. Mm-hmm. We just did a show and then the band fell apart. Yeah. And so there's like a show out there that like, I will forever just be like, Oh, that was our last show we played together. And like, mm-hmm. it wasn't super great. You know, it was <laughs> fine, but it wasn't like, the kind of uh, underline that I would want. Right. Um, so the same thing kind of happened here where the band had their final performance and it feels, you know, it's more momentous than obviously than, than me and my buddies in the garage, but it's not, uh, you know, it doesn't feel like the last REM concert. No. You know, um, like like something like LCD Sound System did, mm-hmm. you know, where like they like threw themselves a party pretty much. Yeah, put, they put um, a bow on it. Yeah. So this is uh, their final public performance was uh, March 11th 2009 uh, a tribute concert in new york at Carnegie hall um and they had uh finishing uh they finished the the set with "Ebo the letter with patty smith yeah and patty come up mm-hmm. yeah which eh, that's that's cool uh, i i like that both that
0: performance and the last track on the album feature patty smith because she was so integral in the band getting together
1: yeah. You know, uh, even I, 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 they actually like don't love the last track on this album. It's like mm-hmm. one of the only songs I don't like, mm-hmm. but it, I like that it has that kind of, uh, yeah, yeah. that kind of poetry to it. There's a symmetry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, agreed. There.
0: So when they were ramping up to this, they decided, hey, let's bring Jackknife Lee back, uh, despite his goofy name. <laughs> um, and, you know, let's just have some fun with this. Like Michael Stipe was sharing videos of the band in the studio on YouTube. Um, yeah.
1: at, like, like at this point. Yeah, um, it's a you know, they they're 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 assured. <laughs> um, yeah, so they recorded um, all their instrumentals. And they recorded dozens of them at a jackpot uh, <laughs> exclamation point recording studio in Portland. Um, and then eventually uh did some more in New Orleans and the music shed.
0: Yeah, New Orleans, importantly, because of all of the uh, Katrina benefits that they had yes.
1: Done. Yeah, yeah, uh, that is an area that's very close to their heart. And they ended, you know, speaking of kind of ending with that, hey, Smith thing. Um, kind of the rest of the sessions, uh, and it feels like, you know, from documentary footage and interviews, like the most important stuff happened at this Hansa studio in Berlin. Mm-hmm. Um, they were very intentional about going to Berlin. Uh, this is the studio where like David Bowie did his Berlin, uh, trilogy. This is where Octung Baby was recorded. Yeah. Um, this is like, you know, a place of momentous music. Yes. Uh, has happened. Yeah. a uh, fucking
0: beautiful building too. If you look at that documentary.
1: hmm. <laughs> yeah. Super cool
0: yeah um and I, th- I think Berlin is a place where they hadn't been and recording in unique places or places that energize them as important to them as a unit as well yeah yeah um and, yeah. You, and you can see some of the fingerprints of that uh there are a few references to Berlin uh throughout the album not just in new Berlin yeah the, the, the most obvious one right um but yeah like there is a like a 10 minute documentary with some interviews of the band members. Uh, before they announced that they were breaking up, like this was to promote the the, the
1: album itself. But you can see. You can see some yeah. of
0: that in it, in their performances.
1: Well, in that documentary, you know, when you say performances, so it, it is a documentary. It has interviews and stuff. But they also uh, played six of these songs live just kind of for friends and people around. And that was the last private performance. Yes. Of R.E.M. And it's the only time these songs have been dusted off. Mm-hmm from live, and they're all fucking bangers in that like live <laughs> setting. Like, it makes me very disappointed they didn't tour, yeah, uh, with this because who knows if it would have been on my radar. Oh, yeah, um, you know, but I, I would have loved to see them tour behind this album because these songs all kind of pop off live, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. So, those will be in the notes. Uh, definitely go check them out. Yeah. Um, also, sure. during that Berlin's day, they just had a, a shitload of musicians who happened to be in town. So like, hey, let's clown car into this. Let's bring in Peaches. Let's bring in a guy from the Hidden Cameras, Joel Gibb. Um, how about Eddie
1: Vedder? And why not Patty Smith? Like, just, just, yeah. just packing them in. Yep. Yeah, they got the teachers of Peaches. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so and then by the time they eventually got to, to Nashville to kind of finish things up, um, including kind of Frankenstein, the last song, uh, mm-hmm. Blue, which we'll talk about um you know they things got a little bit tense like they were kicking the can down the road yeah yeah you know they kept they they were in it felt like they were in uh danger of this becoming another around the sun with kind of endless mixing yes because they didn't really want to finish like they were having a good time with this and they were doing that like you know that breakup thing of just like you know what some (laughs) of the sometimes this is very good like yeah do i want to give this up right
0: yep which makes sense but eventually they had to finish it um yeah even though they knew at that time you know they they, they knew when they were doing those live performances that they were going to finish up like the book goes uh, to great lengths to, to describe them finishing up with discoverer and like michael stipe breaking into tears after yeah. they after after they did that or like wiping tears away um yeah. you know got i'm kind of getting goosebumps uh yeah. <laughs> yeah uh so about the album itself uh the title comes from a line in the final song uh, that last song blue is more of like a, like a poem than anything mm-hmm. that Stipe reads. I'm not going to read the whole quote, but he's imagining, you know, just, uh, uh, telling a small child that he comes from, from a place, a faraway land called the 20th century. Uh, you know, these are the things that we've learned here are the mistakes. Here
1: you go. Yeah. It's a great phrase. Yes. Like the idea of collapsing into now is a good, uh, a good, you know, evocative kind of, kind of sentence. Yes. There. Um, the cover, uh, has all three of the guys on the band, uh, on the cover and Stipe said like, Oh, like I, you know, I'm waving goodbye on the cover, Yep, <laughs> you know, like, uh, and they, you know, a thing that, you know, he says like, he's like, Oh, it's so obvious we were breaking up. And it's like, well, you know, there's, there's some Dick move stuff uh, yeah. with that that we didn't really talk about specifically not telling the other dudes in the band. Yeah. Like they've always been this like weird unit within a unit kind of thing. post uh bill berry mm-hmm. but like i feel like during that um that documentary thing in the studio there are a bunch of shots on is, is a whole staple who's who's ago. mcafee mcafee thank you um there's all these shots of a just like having a good time smiling and you can see him just being like the songs are gonna be so fun to play live like <laughs> i'm an rem forever guys <laughs> yep. know, like he's just having such a good time and yeah. it's like you know that I get it, but at the same time, like communication, kind of a dick move. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like I could see having some hurt feelings about going through that whole process, not knowing. Right. You know, Um but to snipe, he's like, "Oh, it was obvious. I left all these clues." And it's like, "Fucker!" Like <laughs> you're not planning an escape room. Like it's, you know, <laughs> use, use your words, man. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs>
0: So, yeah. and Mike Mills has even said that as well. Like, yeah, it's all over the lyrics. Like you you can tell who knows how obvious any of these things are. Like I, I devoid of context. If I just listened to this, that would really just feel like the output of a band that had been doing this for a while, you know, and was kind of contemplating one kind of finality or another. It just happens that happens to be that they had an intentional and agreeable version of that. As opposed to any of the other ones that might have been visited on, you know, rock and roll artists who are getting up there in age.
1: It's also true that uh, Stipe is always writing in terms of characters, you know, and uh, and perspectives that aren't his. So, like, to all of a sudden be like, hey, you should take these things literally and be (laughs) about R.E.M. Right. You know, when he's kind of trained you to not do that. Yeah. His entire career is kind of, you know, not intuitive. Right.
0: Yeah. Um so the album has two sides, the X axis and the Y axis. I have no idea what that has to do with collapse into now, but it's fine. They've done that duality
1: yeah. thing. Well they, they but they stopped for a couple albums too. Oh yeah. It true. was rough. Like there's not uh you know, it's not like a round side and the sun side. <laughs> you know, which would like but they, they kinda of stopped, so they're back doing that, which I'm glad they got back on that that goof. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Such a low stakes thing, you know? Yeah. But it makes yeah. Yeah, it makes me happy. Um, so the album uh, did okay. Uh hit number five in the US, which is which is good, you know, by US standards. Mm-hmm. Um, and the UK uh and the UK also number five, which is bad by UK standards uh for REM, mm-hmm. but number one in Germany and Switzerland. So kind of middling performance uh, money wise and middling uh critic wise. Yeah, which is um, crazy to me. <laughs> I think so too. I think this is yeah, I think this is, is really strong. Um I think that and and way less uh well received than accelerate. Mm-hmm. Which to me is just, you know, it feels like a subject of like how reviews of a thing are just a crystallized opinion in time and have no sense of context.
2: Yeah, and yeah.
1: we get to do the show and we get to have all the context. Right. So we have this this kind of, you know, greater perspective than someone listening to a new record the, the day it comes out. Whereas I can just see I can see Accelerate making a stronger first impression.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I think this is a much better record. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, if people went back through, you know, whenever this gets the 20 year anniversary reissue. Whenever, who can even guess when twenty years from <laughs> two thousand eleven is? But whenever that happens, uh, I think that history will be really kind to it. Yes. So, um, but yeah, in, in the time, like, eh, you know, kind of, kind of a collective shrug. Like, I, you know, I wonder if that would have changed if
0: they released the album and announced their um, split on the same day. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I, I just like the, the the reviews, you know, the idea that like, oh, they're going back to a well. Th- that complaint or that observation takes on a markedly different character depending on whether or not this is the end point or if this is just another line on uh, another
1: line on the trend. Yeah. You know? uh, and th- they probably didn't want people to know that. Right. Going into it, you know, they probably would prefer it just be judged as a collection of songs. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it'd be a very mercenary th- way to like try and do it. Like, hey, take
0: it easy on us. We're not a band anymore. Yeah, <laughs>
1: exactly. Like, yeah, I, I can't imagine them doing that. But it does read differently, knowing it's the end, and this is kind of the final lap and kind of a you know revisiting a lot of these ideas. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So the uh, as this was happening, uh, Peter Buck was playing with everybody, mm-hmm. of course, um, playing with Robin Hitchcock. Uh, he was on a Decemberist album uh, called "The King Is Dead." Uh, which is okay. <laughs> it's a, um, a Decemberist album, like you know what you're getting. They, they I, I used to think that and then they changed and now I don't like them anymore. Oh, yeah. Like their first couple of records, so they they actually are not as static a band as I think they have credit for, mm-hmm. but they did get less interesting oh. as time got off. Like a lot of their rush, rough edges like got sanded off. Not because of like Peter Buck. No. But by the time Peter Buck came along, that process was well on its way.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, and this is uh he's touring with the baseball project, which uh Mike Mills plays with sometimes mm-hmm. um, I think as well. Uh, which is songs about baseball, we talked about those guys a little bit, um <laughs> yeah. which I would go see if they you know were playing in Portland, probably, oh sure, um, but yeah, so he's still doing all this stuff, so all the the kind of recording and stuff, like he's not even batting an eye, no, you know, no. like I am a touring guitarist, like I will never stop being a touring guitarist. uh I will go play on every album and be in a band that tours for my entire life, yeah, like
0: he left to tour with the baseball project, I think either the same day or the same week
1: that the uh that collapse under now came out. Yeah, he couldn't do any promotional stuff. Right. Like Mike Mills and Michael Stipe did all the promotional stuff and did this like European press tour mm-hmm. thing where a lot of these interviews came from. Uh Buck wasn't around for any of that. No. You know, and people were like questioning it. They're like, "Oh, there must be some bad blood." And Michael Stipe and Mike Mills were just like, "No, that's Peter. Like he's just he's still him." <laughs> you know, again, the same way that like, you know, when these things end, people think that everything literally changes. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, "No, we didn't die. We're the same people." We're just stopping this thing that you know us for. Peter Buck's not going to change his fundamental selfness based on this. Right,
0: right. You know, (laughs) it's like, yes, R.E.M. is a big part of his life, but it's not his fucking identity. Yeah. It's not like like he gets hit on the head and wakes up and becomes a different person. Yeah. Yeah. He's been diversifying for forever. Yeah. Yeah. And this is also when they released the Live from Dublin CD, like around the same time. Um, Yes. We mentioned it last time in the Accelerate episode, but that is very good. Get that and listen to it.
1: Yeah, it's fun to listen to because it's all super old stuff and then Accelerate songs in kind of uh, an intimate, unfinished setting. Yep. Um, there's, I'm sure that also didn't do, I mean, I know that didn't do super well either, um, partly because they had been saturating the market with best ofs and live albums. Right. Um, which, like, you know, again, taking the long view uh, that we have, it makes tons of sense because, like, Warner Brothers is trying to make some money off this band that was putting out albums that weren't selling that well. Mm-hmm. So like this kind of ramp up in in live and uh, best ofs, makes sense. Like they will sell at least a little bit, and they're cheap to make. Yeah. Um. So there's a lot of those, and this is the uh, the last one that came out. Um. Is very good. Um. Yeah. And yeah. and worth your time. Uh. R E M H Q. The the website and the uh, the Twitter account and stuff have been uh, hyping it up, which has been fun because it's a it's a, some kind of anniversary for that. Oh well. Wow. As well. Um. Or it got reissued or something. But this uh, maybe like a month ago. Oh. They have been uh really, really putting that out there. Nice. So yeah. Um, so yeah, we're gonna get uh we're gonna get into it. Um there's not a lot of you know, again, that around town, like you can also see this is me reading between the lines a little bit, but the fact that like we have less information, not just from the text we read, but also from internet research and looking things up online, um, you can kind of see Michael Stipe and Mike Mills retreating into a private life. Mm-hmm even a little bit early yes you know during this time there's not a lot of other information other than just about making the album but because there was no things to plan there are no things to plan for because they have that pressure off uh they have started becoming private citizens mm-hmm. you know like i know mike mills like spent a lot of time traveling and catching up with his family yep and now he complains about trump and the atlanta braves <laughs> or talks about the atlanta braves and complains about trump all day oh, on twitter gosh, Millsy. He, uh, he at Milzy, at M. Milzy, he, uh, he quote replies anyone he's dunking on, uh huh, which I think is kind of a rude move, but I think is also very funny when I think of the good boy doing it. Yep, uh, yeah. <laughs> Just like, you know, so somebody, you know, somebody will give him, and it's all typical, you know, I, I'm, you know, not to, not to, this is not a brag because it, it's, it's a, a dumb way for me to spend my time, but like, as like, you know, a 10th level invested in, in, anti-Trump like social justice stuff mm-hmm. like it's all pretty pretty basic right, right. you know it's, it's all pretty hashtag resist like keith Oberman stuff mm-hmm. um but you know so so he's just dealing with people being like hey stick to the base point extra like I, I come for the for the cool music opinions i don't come for politics <laughs> yeah. and then just him like you know surprisingly harshly dunking on these like pretty mild criticisms you know that are all pretty basic and just like but quote replying them so like everybody sees it yep i don't know if he doesn't know how to just reply or like right. if he just doesn't care to or, like, or if, he, if he's just like all right set phasers to full blast yeah fucking dominance wave from, from milsey <laughs> like, it's a. It's a good Twitter. Oh, it's so
0: good. And and like that, that is an ironic. Both of us love Mike Mills. His Twitter is a pro follow because it's, 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 it, it is, it is perfect and pure.
1: Yeah, it's per- perfect and pure, and just like knowing the context of who's doing it. Like every time he says "fuck," I'm, like, I'm way into it. It's yeah. just like, you know, Mike Bills, like "go fuck yourself." I'm like, yeah. oh my god! <laughs> like, I just, I just kind of how bad like... you have to be to make the nicest person in the world tell you to go fuck yourself? <laughs>
0: well, it's, it just—he's the nicest person in the world, but he's also the person who would close down the bar. Like he would. Like, yeah. His nickname in Athens was Trouble because he yeah. would come around his his first exposure to the to, to the other guys. He was too drunk to play. Like, yeah. you know, like he, he's, he's got a real kind of like wild stripe to him, you know?
1: I love it. God. Love it. Love it. We love
0: should it. all be like Mills. Yeah.
1: want to be like Mike. Yeah. Be on, be <laughs> <into> Mike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So like I said, we don't have as much information for that. We also have almost nothing in the way of B sides and fan club stuff. Like we're not right. to that point yet, but like just again, the kind of closing ranks, like uh, closing ranks and just kind of not releasing that. So if they were released dozens of instrumentals, like mm-hmm. that stuff just doesn't exist. Nope. You know, uh there's one B-side that's not a live thing. Their uh fan club even kind of slow, you know, stopped with the Christmas stuff. Like there's just uh just, you know, here's here's a, us playing a couple tracks from Accelerate on a record during mm-hmm. in the fan club. So like all that stuff ended. Uh pretty much. Yeah. You know, everything winded down, everything slowed down. It's not just The band, I mean, it is the band, but that band includes everything, I guess, is what I mean.
0: Yeah. It's the whole apparatus.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So let's get started with the X-axis side, talking about Discoverer, the final opening track.
1: Yeah. Yeah, which is um, a song. So my friend, uh, my friend Zach listens to this show. Uh, he doesn't listen to most of the network because he doesn't care about video games. Mm-hmm. He listens to the show and this is the show that he or the song he always cites from claps and now is being really great. Yeah. Um, I like this song, but I, I don't think it is like the. I think it's pretty middling by standards of this album. Yeah, um, I think it's it is a little like it It sounds really cool. It's like all production mm-hmm. stuff that makes it sound neat, but it, it's so much of it is just one like literally one chord, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of like yeah. going on it and there's like really sparse percussion. Mm-hmm. It's like a just, really weird just song.
0: Occasionally, you will get a boom.
1: Yeah, they are, you know, and the bass like kind of coming through mm-hmm. and kind boom, of like boom, keeping the boom. beat during that uh, during those one chord parts. It's yeah. a very weird song. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you know it switches the very like the pretty conventional kind of chorus thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um that one could that one chord thing I think is a little bit set off by the kind of psychedelic uh lead guitar that's over that. But even that's mm. pr- pretty pr- pr- pretty repetitive over the jangle. Um when it switches into the conventional side of it, I like the fact that they're switching between those modes. Yeah. Um just because it's an early opening salvo or indication that they are not going to have these one-note songs throughout this.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it still it still sounds neat. Like I like this song. I don't yeah, I don't dislike yeah. it. Like
0: uh, Stipe's vocal performance is really good. Like a lot yeah. of it is kind of talk singing. Um, yeah. outside of, outside of the choruses, but like he's singing with a lot of energy and a lot of like passion. You know,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. Um, it's uh so the passion and stuff is is good. The kind of melody stuff is good. I think when it gets into that chorus, uh, you know, chord progression. And this is, you know, it's it's rare that I I say this, and this is an arrogant sounding thing. I think that chord progression is a little pedestrian for me. Hmm. Uh, you know that, that you know the part I'm talking about, like when the chords start coming in, mm-hmm. like that is uh, and usually like a like a real like, you know, dun, what, five one dun, four, dun.
3: yeah, you know,
1: like you know, a kind of like five one four, or like a real traditional chord progression won't get to me, right, right. But I, I think that is like it sounds like a very traditional kind of thing. Mm-hmm to me yeah um
0: yeah yeah i just i, I like what it's set against so um not that crazy about the just the 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 chorus that is shouting discover over again it's cool when it comes back
1: yeah yeah um yeah so this is song it's also too uh, something we should talk about kind of in general terms i think is the uh where michael Sype is with his lyrics in this mm-hmm. um because he's kind of moved from it feels like uh even though there is like a prominent character song later mm-hmm. but he's kind of moved from place, from characters to places yes uh, in his life and his lyric you know his lyricism so yeah. this is specifically new york specifically new york
0: um and it's kind of worth remarking on even if it's not remarkable that he has moved away from these topics about the south like he mm-hmm. like R.E.M has kind of become more of a new york and seattle band at this Mm -hmm. point, you know, by, by the, by the, by the subjects of their songs. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's like, I I can dig a song about a place. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that there's probably, uh, placeness does not have as big an impact on me as a lot of people I know, uh, just kind of in general. Um, so it just ends up being a little bit like less interesting to me. Mm -hmm. I don't think that the, the lyrics of this are bad. Um, and I like the idea of a discoverer. Uh, but it is there's not a whole lot to this. Like, it it feels slight to me lyric wise. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, just like he's walking around New York. He likes that you can find new stuff in New York, mm-hmm. you know, but there's not very <laughs> many words in this. Like, it's a lot of just like that shout. Yeah. You know, that kind of does it. So I like this song. I think it is, you know, obviously better than anything around the sun. Probably. As good as anything on accelerate to me mm-hmm. but it's not just the album sets a lot of real high highs after this i think yeah yeah so uh decent <laughs> is, is is what i i i term this opening like it, it definitely feels like a salvo like it feels like a big rocker so like yeah yeah i get why you'd open with it
0: mm-hmm. yeah but, uh, and in the grand pantheon of album openers uh there are definitely stronger ones but i think that this yeah. this serves this serves its purpose right um, yeah, and that is one half of the album. Album opening songs job. The other, the other half, obviously being like a, a good and well rounded song, you know. But um, yeah. at least it makes a statement.
1: Yes, yeah, good, good song, not yeah. great song to me. Um, the video. Uh, so there's also you know videos mm-hmm. for this album. They made a video Seven for every videos. song. Yeah, yeah. There's actually more than I sent you initially. There's one for every song. I just didn't have them all at the same time. Hmm. Uh, but because they are a. And some of them, there are multiple versions of them. Yeah. So we're not going to talk about like in detail every video, like uh, because a lot of them are pretty boring. Like it's one of these (laughs) things where Michael Stipe decided to give all of his friends, you know, hey, I know some like obscure Athens College filmmaker. Mm -hmm. Uh, What if I told him the idea? And the idea is like, what if someone was walking around near a river? And then (laughs) uh, (laughs) they just show footage of that. Um, or like a lot of them are computer based, mm-hmm. uh, and this is very intentional. He, um, he talks about the, the making of the album in an interview and it has this bit I really like where he says like, you know, Michael Stipe is a really smart person. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, and he talks about how albums, uh, have changed and the way that people listen to music has changed. Uh, and he's pretty much talking about the, like the end of the album and the end of the active listening experience.
3: Yeah,
1: And he talks about doing these YouTubes for all of these and kind of making the songs, um, a little bit piecemeal so it's like something you can listen to on your commute or watch on your phone on the bus yep. or something like that and i think that comes across uh, musically and that's something that speaks to me like i like that kind of variety uh and two uh it means there are kind of boring videos for most of these songs right right um, so... some of the videos are less boring than others but um you <laughs> yeah. know not uh, super great yeah so the, 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 there's lots of them there
0: is a high noise to signal uh ratio to it yeah but it does show again them making a good decision as a as a group that even with their final act they're going to try to um you know update and be contemporary yes. and make an approach that is actually you know accommodating it a comic accommodating of and respectful to the listener yeah yeah yep yep um uh, yeah this is Next like, up. this video is mostly oh. um like vector screen stuff which i think is cool love a vector display Uh, But, yeah, it's a lot of fast-moving text and motion graphics and stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah, kind of computer. I think they experimented with that um, a bit uh, on Accelerate. Yeah, yeah. As well, this kind of very digital uh, kind of video stuff as opposed to kind of like concept or film, kind of more filmic Mm -hmm. uh, kind of things. Um, Second track, uh, All the Best. Um, This is the one where he says, uh, you know, it should be obvious that we were ending the band. (laughs) Right. And if you you read the story or you read the lyrics, it does seem... Mm-hmm. pretty obvious but only really in retrospect yeah uh, i think i'll sing
0: and rhyme give it one more time i'll show the kids how to do it fine yeah fine, fine. like
1: yeah <laughs> yep okay the beginning <laughs> talks about uh being in a church like this this kind of quasimodo thing which is you know obviously for show mm-hmm. in that church um you know it is uh it is fairly obvious yeah um but there's not um again, like a not a lot to these lyrics like if there's if there's a member of the band that's kind of running out of gas, like it might be Stipe, uh-huh, where like his performances are very good, but the kind of one of the common things in the lyrics of this is they're either like very direct in a way that works mm-hmm. or very direct in a way that works less, yeah uh, yeah. you know, there's a lot of sophistication missing,
0: yeah, something that's also worth bringing up is we're kind of returning um along with those more vague or more um. You know, let, let, let let's just say uh middling lyrics like we might have gotten in the middle of the eighties or so. We're getting back to Michael Stipe sinking back into the mix.
1: Yeah. 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 That's oh. definitely true. Yeah.
0: So uh again, a return to form, who knows how intentional that was. Uh,
1: but I'm down with it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, you know, so this stuff doesn't really stand out, and so it doesn't, you know, you don't necessarily need to have as much Emphasis on the literal meaning of the words.
0: Mm-hmm. You, you know, you don't have to have something like, uh, like in "Everybody Hurts," where like it is entirely about hitting somebody over the head with that, uh, with, with, the, with that, with that right? Yeah, yeah. Um, this song does not stick out over "Discoverer" for me. Like they, they, they will do that kind of like on "Life's a Pageant," where they have uh begin the begin and then whatever it is after that get up i think
1: these days these days are green my friend fuck me these days
0: is so good <laughs> these days is very good yeah um <laughs> whatever it is on the second song of life bad sorry man i go forgot fuck yourself <laughs>
1: no.
0: i know i know that, that was
1: a, a disagreement that i did at, not i'm at milsey will you tell at Cole Ross to go fuck himself a quote tweet oh my signed. god signed oh my god if mike mills told that me would to be go such fuck a myself yeah like that would be the i i was positioning that as like a mean thing but it would be the nicest thing i've ever done for you and like yep. a friendship that has like i've done nice things for you so it would yeah. be judging even judging on that curve yep uh um, pretty amazing
0: yeah I, I did not forget the name of that to disrespect you i listened to that yeah. album all the time i just forgot i got those yeah. two mixed up uh but no it but is, they, so, they will
1: open with kind of similar songs it is, it is it is a more conventional song in comparison to Discover. Uh-huh. And just like uh, these days is more conventional in comparison to Begin the Begin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I can see that comparison.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. This to me feels like an Accelerate track.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's a good way to put it.
1: Like it's not it, like it would be a fine Accelerate track. Mm-hmm. Like again, you know, and when I, I think that when I tried to listen to this before, you know, I talk about how the album didn't quite get its hooks into me. Um. You know, it's not like I'd never listened to it. I just didn't stand out. And part of it, I think, is these first two songs. Yeah. Um, that are a little too accelerate and a little bit too uh, – like, just a little middling for me. Like, mm-hmm. I don't mind All the Best. Like, I think this is a good song. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the, it's just not to, a great song. To,
0: to be to be perfectly clear, there's not a skipper on this album for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I can listen to this front to back. Yeah. Uh, no problem. Um, I mean, there, there's a couple songs I like a little bit less, but I don't mm-hmm. need to skip them. They're not, like, you know, annoying.
0: Yeah, they're, they're not uh, objectionable to me.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, but this, this feels a little bit middle of the road, and it's a kind of a weird – choice for the opening but what it does mean is that you know the rest of side a uh is pretty great yep and then it means we don't have like the side b letdown, mm-hmm. you know that you sometimes get with rem is that like kind of these these songs i think are like solid b's mm-hmm. early on and they save their a lot of their a material for a little bit later so yep. the elements are being pretty balanced out um and all of the best is also a song that i like a little bit better knowing that it's a goodbye. yeah yeah you know like showing the kids how to do it fine you know, I like that as like fine is a good word for that. Like, you know, OK, you know, I, I like that. It's not, uh, you know, it's not self-aggrandizing.
0: Show them how to do it right would be a shittier way to put that.
1: Totally. But like, you know, do it like I, I like that. Uh, I end up liking the lyrics to this, even though, again, there's not very many of them. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a lot of like kind of repetition. It's a lot of uh, kind of empty, you know, empty words, empty lyrics, yeah. you know, as we talked about. um, So, yeah, yeah. Um, uh not bad. I think the album kicks in with the the third track and I oh think the uh the first or the first single I think mm, or it's uh, tied. it depends on where it was. He, uh, yeah,
0: yeah, they, they they put they put them out differently. I think Here Uberlin was a little bit later.
1: Yeah. This yeah. is the European first single. Discoverer was the first single in the United States, I think. Yeah. Um oh.
0: but you're right. Like third track is where you hide the gold. I fucking love Uberlin. Herbalines are really like this. Is so goddamn good, Gary. Yeah, <laughs> it's so it's so understated, so beautiful. I love the the lyrical content of this about just kind of uh you know being in the routine, having this uh you know just I'm gonna make it through the through the through the day till it becomes the night, and then I'll get through the night too. Um, mm-hmm. trying to get beyond that. Uh, this is hummable. How long has it been since an R. M. song has been hummable?
1: Yeah, it's really catchy. <laughs> um you know and it has the you know big uh you know big soaring chorus Mm -hmm. that i've been missing uh you know that doesn't come up so but it's also got you know catchy verses like this is not the the just two chords you know verse as afterthought Mm -hmm. kind of thing that we see so often um i love that that kind of mundanity to the lyric um i like that it is about a place but not directly it's like about the people Mm -hmm. um who will be in it and i think that like when you get into the chorus of this, which the lyrical content feels kind of like a shitty Moby song to me. <laughs> um, he, it is sold by that kind of like big sweeping melody, Uh-huh. you know, that like I'm flying on a star into a meteor, you know, thing like that sounds like it's going to be, I don't know. It's, same, uh, it's, it's,
0: it sounds pretty cheesy, you know, it like, sounds cheesy. Yeah. Um, but which,
1: which a lot of this stuff is, but then when, you know, uh, with the like later, when they do like the approximate rhyme with like a thousand and astounding mm-hmm. uh, things like that, where it's like that's a much better, more understated lyric, yeah, that works a lot stronger, yeah, yeah, um, even though like the, the, it's like this is like super like dumb portmanteau <laughs> that is the title that we haven't really addressed. Oh,
0: <laughs> that is, it's, it, it is, it is exactly a product of Mills. Um, yeah. Mills has a quote saying like, you know, like you used to be in the fifties. You said, you, you said cool or whatever, like Uber's the way the kids on the net say cool now. And it's, it's kind of strange <laughs> that nobody's made that pun yet.
1: Okay. <laughs> yep. There you go. In the, in the wake of Uber, the car service, it's hard. Uh, it makes yeah. it way worse. Yeah. It is.
0: Mills could not have predicted. No, no it's, it's, it's not, it's, it's not his
1: fault. <laughs> yeah, not, not his fault. But this this is very good. Yeah. Um, it is a great song.
0: I'm even willing to take the, like, I'm flying on a star into a meteor tonight, like, in direct contrast to, like, hey, take your pills. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Um, Just uh, is setting that up, setting up the contrast. Also, this is directly talking to somebody. Like, this is uh doing that thing we love about R.E.M. albums where it is one side of a conversation.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, there's a kind of lyrics, you know, there are, uh, or, like, dialogue, rather. Mm-hmm. That come a part of it, and when you say it's a contrast like i think it is you know uh i know i know what you mean but uh to like specify it further it, it's drawing the comparison mm-hmm. like it's saying like hey here's this amazing thing in the chorus um you know going through the city there's a thousand million people mm-hmm. you know it's it's taking this mundanity and kind of like trying to draw that comparison to yeah the kind of bigness yeah. of living in this amazing city um, yeah. um really really good like yeah. this you know really great song
0: yeah. it's also understated in, in its complexity when it brings in um after the first chorus the uh the the organ and synth mm-hmm. um and um even the stuff that is happening with the percussion like this is not a mid-tempo song this no, is actually no, no. pretty pretty up there uh in terms of like actually having a beat to it which you don't notice. Um, also this is done in, I'm sorry to keep just like dropping facts, but I love the song a lot. Um, it's a a different guitar tuning, which is something they don't often do. This is in. this is a D standard. So like that kind of moody tone that you get, um, in the, in in the guitar line is set off by the fact that like he's playing these regular chords, but in a different, uh, in a different lower, um, kind
1: of, uh, kind of arrangement. Yeah. Different kind of fingering and, and stuff. Yeah. The, um, yeah, it definitely has an interesting sound to it mm-hmm. that it wouldn't ordinarily have. Um, it does have one thing, and and this is you know songwriter nerd uh, complaint. This album does have a problem with like kind of bland, nonsensical middle eights, mm-hmm. like bridges between the second chorus and third verse. Mm-hmm. They kind of come through, and this song is no different. Like, I it's harder it's harder for me to think of songs that don't have that problem on this album than ones that do. Right. You know, like it, it keeps coming up. So it's like there's a middle eight part of this that doesn't do a lot for me. Yeah. It's kind of like a, it sounds like he's using an Ebo Yeah, it. It's, um, it.
0: it's like a like a tremolo picked um, octaves is what is, is yeah. what he's doing.
1: It's not a solo because right. there's not there's not a lot of movement or melody to it. Right. Right. It's kind right. of just like weird swells it's, over it's, different chords.
0: Yeah. It's like, it's like mid neck um, electric fuzz that is yeah. str- that is uh, strummed very quickly to make it sound like it is a continuous sound.
1: Yeah. Which is like it's it's kind of neat, but it's also th- those parts of this album feel mildly underwritten to me. Yeah. yeah. Um, but this this is a great song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that, that that that's a quibble. That's me <laughs> me coming up with something like I had to. Yeah. Uh, um, the video for this is fun too. Um yeah. It's got Aaron Johnson. Well, there's there's uh, two because there's there's two for all of these things. There's oh, one geez. that's not fun. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. This is my fault because I send those links and <laughs> okay. I. Didn't find this out until later. There's one that's just a map of the Berlin subway system with the lyrics. To Boy, it. That was yeah. the first one they released. And it's yeah. it's pretty bland digital RM video. But then there's this other fun one that, that you're going to talk about.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's got Aaron Johnson, uh, Kick-Ass and the Bad Quicksilver. Uh, <laughs> uh, dancing <laughs> yeah. Around in London. Uh, dancing to a song that you would not immediately think is danceable.
1: Guy's got moves. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun to watch. <laughs> yeah. um, a really, really good, really great song. Yeah. Um, great, great single as well. Yes. Like this, this makes way more sense to me than discover as a single, mm-hmm. you know, like there's a beat to it. You know, it, it's, it sounds like a band. Yeah. Um, really, really great song. Um, next up, uh, Oh, my heart. Uh, I, this is a sequel song. It's also out of place, but I, which are two things I don't like. Um, I fucking love this song. <laughs> this is very good. It is so, it is dumb how much I love this song. Cause it, it's like, Oh, that chorus is, man, <laughs> It the, whatever is happening with the harmonies and the chorus, mm-hmm is just like really special yeah well it's it's a little uh, in this fucking song it's it's yeah, a little sli- it, it
0: feels like somebody is like just a slight beat behind on the other side of the room
1: yeah <laughs> and and watching them play it live like you can kind of see what they think it is mm-hmm. versus how it kind of articulates when everything's uh flattened mm-hmm. you know to one one sound like you get to see kind of mike mills like finish the the harmony after michael sipe yeah um so that's all intentional and this is the sound it makes is just like Super, super good. Mm-hmm. Uh, super cool. So th- this is a sequel to Houston, right? Um, uh, it, it
0: should be noted we recorded the previous episode about Accelerate
1: before the uh, Houston hurricane, hurricane. Ah, uh, yes. Um, yeah. So if you're if you're wondering why we didn't uh, draw those very obvious comparisons, right? Uh, and and talk about that, that is why, right? Um, just um, to,
0: just just to put a pin on it. But yes, this is the same character um, coming back. Uh, To New Orleans after having spent their time in Houston, uh, specifically coming home to a city half erased Mm -hmm. to New Orleans,
1: you know, kind of seeing it, seeing the things that have changed, seeing the things that that haven't um, the specifics of the song. uh, I don't really care about in a weird way because it's it's like it's just these weird little like, you know, universal statements Mm -hmm. that I feel like just apply to a lot of things that like get me Um, and then just delivery. Yeah, yeah. You know, so like the fact that it's about New Orleans doesn't do very much for me. Um, but like saying like, you know, this place is the beat of my heart is a good lyric to me. Mm-hmm. Especially uh, the way then, it's
0: delivered with uh, the bass drum on it. This place yeah. is the beat of my yeah, heart. Yeah, th-
1: like the the arrangement of the the words and everything is just very, very special. Mm-hmm. Um, the instrumentation is real weird. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got like really, really prominent accordion. Um, There's kind of mandolin in it. Um, you know, and it does a little bit of that like uh the verses seem like they're gonna fall into the the bland REM verse mm-hmm. thing, but the bass moves mm-hmm. really good. There's like a bass kind of kick up. Boom. You know, boom. like walk up that that yeah. happens during it that like keeps it moving. Yeah. Um super, super good. Yeah. Um
0: very good. I just love yeah. that. I, I love that notion of, oh, this place is the beat of my heart because like being proud of where you're from, meh, being proud of the city where you choose to live. Um You know, like again, it's the family you choose, not the family you're born with, kind of stuff. Yeah, Um, like all of that feels very good. This feels incredibly um, earnest. Like this, this is heartfelt, and I don't use that as a as a as a pun or whatever.
1: Yeah, no, it it is. It is a lot of it is in the delivery Mm -hmm. that kind of carries some of the that you know that feeling because, like, you know, songs about where you're from or where you choose to be or songs about city are kind of a cliche. Like Mm -hmm. this just feels like he feels it. Yeah. You know, really, really strong. Um, yeah, just really, really sweet, like sweet, good song. (laughs) Um, really fun to sing along with because during the uh, chorus, you can kind of jump between (laughs) a lot of different melodies uh, that are going on. Like the chorus is very impressive to me. Yeah. On this this song. So simple, but (laughs) it's so good. Yeah. Really, really good
0: yeah um moving on to it happened today i don't think the video for that is really worth talking about it's just footage of a city um yeah uh but for, it for ha- all my heart you mean yeah for, yeah for for all my heart moving on to it happened today um this is another kind of acoustic jam it's got that boomy drum to it i want to know how they recorded that to make that uh to make it come across like that because it does not feel of a piece with the rest of the album
1: yeah, it's a weird. Well, it's it's that jackknife thing. Like they just yeah. set it. It doesn't. You know, they set up every time they record a song. So, yeah. you know, it would. Uh, they they wanted to go for that. I think it's more like you know. Oh, the drums sound the same in most songs. That's mm-hmm. the weird. You know, the weird part for their method. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is um. And this underwent a lot of work. Um. There's references to a much heavier, kind of more rocking version of this. Yes. That exists. It's hard to um, imagine a rocking very, song that has yeah. "Hooray" in it. It's uh, it's, it's very, I mean, unless it was like the Michael Stipe sneer, mm-hmm. you know, the sonic sneer of him, him saying hooray would have, yeah, would yeah. have done it. But like other, other than that, it wouldn't be the same song at all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. This is like a, a weird song that I think uh is pr- kind of, it, it's catchy. You know, again, it, we got our, our catchy verses again. It's catchy and it's, and it's pretty. Yeah. Uh, and it has this ending. So like the, I always forget how much I like the song. In the beginning of it, mm-hmm. because the I think the chorus is a little limp. Yeah, you know, uh, is is not particularly good. But it ends with this huge uh, section of Oz that thinks me makes me think of like mid late period of new pornographers, like yeah, um, yeah, the Bleeding Heart one. Show. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it it sounds like that, like this huge, you know. And they hid Eddie Vedder in there. Uh huh. And it doesn't suck. <laughs> like, <laughs> they, they
0: laundered Vedder. <laughs>
1: yeah, they, 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 yeah, that's better laundering. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're like, he just sounds like another part of the chorus. It doesn't sound like Eddie Vedder doing any better shit. Right. You know, so like, it, you know, it's, it's this big thing with like, I think this is where the uh, yeah, the other the camera obscura guy or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was in it. Um, and they don't sound like, you know, they're, they're character actors in this. hmm. They, you know, they're not rising to prominent. So that, that, that bridge, that op heart is just like really beautiful and good. Yeah,
0: It kind of like makes my heart catch in my throat a little bit when I yeah. hear it, especially like if I'm listening to it in the car and it's real loud, um, Yeah, it'll, it'll kind of pick you up and take you away with it.
1: Yeah. Really reminds me of the, the bleeding heart show. Mm-hmm. Like it is, uh, this feels like a new pornographer song to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Other than you know, again that it happened today, hooray, hooray! It yeah, happened, yeah. hip hop, hooray, yeah. or hip uh, hop, hooray. He doesn't <laughs> switch into hip hop, hooray. Like, no, no. The KRS-One just pushes any better out of the way, and it's like, <laughs> let me show you something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez.
0: Yeah, I <laughs> completely forgot. I wish so. The, the the it happened today, hooray, hooray! Like I wish there was more enthusiasm to that. In the mm, in, yeah. in, in the delivery, because like the verses are very much like a um, New Test Leper kind, of, kind of feel, you know, it's yeah. almost, it's almost like a like a narration on it, um, very yeah. very clean sounding. He gets to that, he just kind of like limply. It happened today, hooray, hooray! You have Milsey in the background, you know, kind of picking up the hooray. But um, yeah. but yeah, there's not a lot of blood to it, which again stands in stark contrast to the Oz.
1: Yeah absolutely and like the the lyrics like it does have that that opening couplet uh as again you know i'm always going to be here for meta things mm-hmm. like he's describing the song mm-hmm. you know the very you know this is not a parable this is a terrible thing you know mm-hmm. this is not a lesson this is a real real thing but then there's you know it feels like there are almost no words in this the song so i don't really <laughs> right. know what he's talking about i don't know what the lesson is yeah I, I, what what is the terrible thing that happened i wasn't going to think it was a parable I don't think it's anything, you know, it's like, there's like nine lyrics to this song. So, <laughs> you know, a, kind of underwritten lyric wise, but, but real, uh, real fun. Ah uh, wise. The video for this is one
0: that is more well put together. It's not very art, art fucky. Like there's a story to
1: mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's uh so there's a kid uh, kind of walking, uh, waking up on a snowy day, um, goes outside and it, it's color and eventually digs through a dumpster. Um, but the, it's kind of an extended version of the song. Yeah. As well, which they talk about uh in the recording as well, to like one point where they mix everything down and there's just uh I think there's just better mm-hmm. at some point.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's when it when they're about to pick back up, like it goes silent for a while. Um and then yeah. it's just better before they swell in with more Oz as he lights a, a fake uh he lights a fake flower on fire and uses that as a torch in the woods.
1: Yeah, something like that. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine.
0: No. Uh, there are more Oz and every day is, is yours to win, which feels redundant when paired with it happened
1: today a little bit to me. Yeah. This is some bad sequencing. Yeah. Um, like I don't love the song anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely don't like it that much on the, the wake of it happened today. Um, so yeah, so this is, uh, and also this has some real kind of, I think kind of around the sun esque verses. Mm hmm going on here like and the walk and the talk like it's got this ponderousness yeah yeah to it uh that just is kind of slow paced yeah and there's no
0: there's no vigor to it really at all which could be fine but everything is really locked in to this arpeggio uh that, 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 that that's going along and it doesn't help that stipe's vocals have this delay on them which i think may he might be delivering slowly to let that delay land on the next or whatever it's right, set to. yeah, 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 which I don't know, maybe don't do the delay,
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean it feels like if they didn't do the delay though, this is one of the the songs I think on the album that is kind of painfully slow paced, yeah, which doesn't happen that much uh, on this record, which is you know, uh, it says it's all over the place, but a lot of the songs are a little bit you know much quicker than like up reveal, automatic right uh, that era, um so they it felt like they needed something to add some texture and interest to this song if Peace yeah. wasn't going to do it or Tempo wasn't going to do it.
0: Yeah. Well, I would say, like, get rid of the delay and make it quicker. But, you know, that's Monday morning yeah. quarterbacking. Who knows how valuable that actually is.
1: I, I I mean, I might... Yeah, I I wonder what those other, you know, dozens of instrumentals sounded like to me. Like, this is this is one of the songs on the album. Again, I don't have to skip it. Like, nothing right. is offensive. Right. But it's, it's not... It's definitely in, like, the, the bottom half of songs on this yeah. album, I think. Yep. And even though it's slow, it moves quick.
0: Like, everything on this album, there's only... Uh, I think two songs that go above 4 minutes. Yeah, um, they're pretty short. Yeah, one of which is Uberlin, uh which is amazing and then Blue which is nearly 6.
1: Yeah. And 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 Blue is indulgent. Yes. Uh which we'll get to. Like that length test is is a an element of indulgence that I'll allow them because it's mm-hmm. their way out. Yeah. Um this is the end of of the X-axis side. Um now you know would have been wouldn't have been my choice for the ending like this side would have worked a lot better with some sequencing. Um mm-hmm. like Stuff something between discover and all the bus stuff, something between it happened today and every day is yours to win. Yeah. Uh, You know, um, as it is, it kind of makes a hill for me. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like Uberlin and oh, my heart are really astounding, you know, and then the other sides are not as much. Um, Second side, though, is also really strong, which doesn't always happen with (laughs) R.M. Right. Uh, Which starts off with another, uh, I think in some areas, a lead single, if not like a second single. Right. Um, and to me, uh, out of songs on this album, it, this and Uberlin would be the obvious ones, uh-huh. obvious singles. Yes. Um, this is uh, Mine Smell Like Honey, which might be the worst title. It's really bad. <laughs> it makes me it makes me embarrassed to want like, you know, to have somebody look over my shoulder and see I'm listening to it. Um, I think it's a really good song. Yeah. I think this is really catchy and like this is a great pop song, mm-hmm. but it's it's got that embarrassing title. And yeah. the lyrics aren't even that bad, except for when he's saying mine smell, like, smell honey.
0: like honey. Yeah, like
1: that part's embarrassing. But all the rest of it's really good. Yeah. Like um, like when he gets into the actual
0: chorus, the dig a hole, deep dig a deeper deeper is really good. Yeah, it's what just is that Mind smell like my honey Bills is
1: join during that, that chorus, man. <laughs> that dig a hole. Like that is like classic, you it's know. So it's cool. really really
0: good. Yeah. Um, uh, so, so Mind smell like honey it's, it sounds like they're g- comparing their farts is, is is what I always imagine. Like I don't
1: I don't know what yeah, there's, there's... <laughs> yeah d- uh track a trail of honey through it all so like you know you're following whatever it is of his that smell like honey yeah. also does honey have like a particularly strong smell it smells sweet <laughs> like i i smell honey and i don't smell that much i don't right. think of honey as like a pungent thing i think it is like a tasting thing yeah um and mine tastes like honey like that's a little weird but he could be t- then it doesn't feel like he's talking about farts or poops well it might be his balls it could well that, that would be fine yeah like i I'm like legitimately okay with calling a trail of his balls in the yard'm <laughs> um, well, i mean, I'm not, I'm not offended by it. it's it just, yeah. it's just uh, like what would that mean you know it, yeah. it, and then it would have been it would have been like a thing people say, uh-huh, you know it, it feels like it's like you know somebody thinks they're you know there's that you know that outcast song uh, roses, no, I don't. Um, they have they have a saying where they have a song where it's about this basic idea where it's like, you know, you think your your shit don't stink, but your poo-poo smells like roses or something. Yeah. And it's a good song, except for the fact that he says like poo poo smells like roses, and Man. I can't handle it. Like <laughs> it makes me not like the song. Right. Uh I don't really I don't know if it like, this is just another expression of like, you know, Gary Prude, but like I don't like people writing about uh you know, they're literal shits and stuff like we talk about it all the time. Like we've more or less made a career out of it. But right. I just like uh, in a song, it makes it different to me. Yeah. I don't know.
0: In, in a song, it feels it, it feels in uh, kind of entombed or put up on a pillar
1: in a way. Yeah.
0: Because like, you, yeah, you uh, at, at several points, you could have stopped, whereas we obviously can't stop ourselves.
1: Well, and like me and you talking about piss like that feels <laughs> like I mean, that, that's that's a standard like. You know, that's, that's the idea of that is comedy, right? Like right. not to ascribe a value to it, but like that's a comedy thing. It's a different context than a song.
3: Right, right.
1: You know, a song just has another kind of like – like we're doing that for jokes. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we're talking about our piss or if we were talking about our fart smelling like honey on a weird monster in my podcast, like digression, like uh, that, that's one thing. Yeah. You know, but we're not like writing – this is like kind of like – you know, songs always feel a little bit like they're supposed to be heartfelt, mm-hmm. you know, unless they are explicitly not. Right. You know, it's funny, but there's like the the music is serious. The drums are serious. The vocal performance is serious. And yeah. then the song having lyrics about fart smelling good <laughs> is just like very, very like undercuts a song that I think is like actually really pretty good. It is. Yeah. Um, it, it
0: feels a little bit like a, like there's an environmental thing to it um, mm. is, is what I'm reading into it. It's very abstract. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to take oh. the title chat away from something prurient because, you know, I, I didn't mean to take us down fart lane. Um, well,
1: he, he took us down. Stapy <laughs> took us down fart lane.
0: I, I don't know if there's anything in, in in his text that says farts. I'm going to. I will jump on that grenade and, and claim it as 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 just part of my character it's, flaws. So What's
1: I that? would think the reason why I say farts or shit is because I'm thinking it's like that. You know, you think your shit smells like roses.
0: Right, right. Okay. That's what it seems yeah. like. Um, it's referencing. He has another song that has honey in it. Uh, and, yeah. and, and the title. And like, I, I associate the two when they couldn't have anything less to do with each other. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. Like, it'd be if he's talking about farts and me and honey, that's very weird. Yeah. Because Kate Pearson gets in on that. And, like, <laughs> that seems impure <laughs> uh, and bad to me. Natalie, um, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but this is the, you know, again, huge, huge soaring chorus that kind of makes it, you know, this is why I'm missing an REM. Uh huh these big choruses i think the video is real fun too Mm -hmm. um pretty goofy but it's like michael Stipe uh with these people like who are kind of dressed like you know in black like stage shans uh manipulating him up some stairs
0: yeah their weekend at bernie's hang him (laughs) him. up some stairs and setting him down on a
1: comfortable chair (laughs) yeah Uh, i think this is kind of fun and cute yeah um yeah (laughs) So pretty good, and I think like you know again an obvious choice for a single like that big catching chorus like it's fun to listen to. It's it's you know
0: they 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 have maintained the fun I think of some of the stuff from Accelerate, but they've brought some art to it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, The next song is one I also like quite a bit. So good, Um, a song called uh, "Walk It Back," Mm -hmm. Um, which is seems like it is going to be like on paper like not something i would like mm-hmm. um but i think it's actually really good
0: yeah uh it's based around a piano like this is a, a mills joint like he would break this out um wherever there was a piano during the recording like hey let's get drunk and i'll just play this awesome you know rock and roll ballad hook <laughs> like really simple
1: yeah
3: <laughs> like dun, you know,
0: dun,
1: dun, dun. like it's a four note melody yeah to this it, you know just moving up like that first chord dun dun and then up to the second chord just a really smut, like slight walk up Mm-hmm. But I think that uh, it's kind of elevated uh, by like a weird thing. This is doesn't sound like I would say, but I think it's kind of elevated by the repetition yep. to it, and kind of where the lyrics fall yes. on it. I think the song would not be so good if it was like he's saying, you know, you got to walk it back, you know, or you know, along to the piano, yeah but the fact that it, the vocal kind of does the exhale or does the walk down
0: yeah yeah well it's uh, it's, it's, interesting. it's it's picking up that melody and and taking it to a conclusion like yeah. he's he's putting the he's putting the chorus or putting the repetition in the spaces between
1: yeah yeah um so it has that thing where where an instrument starts a melody and a vocal finishes it mm-hmm. which i really like um it's very like very repetitive and very like kind of slow and a lot of things that you know i don't always value but i think the song actually is very really good in spite of it yeah
0: um i'm way into it um it's 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 very good the lyrics are pretty basic um but mm-hmm. you know you get a sense you get a sense of the mood and i think that uh the mood on this album is very strong
1: yeah i think i think so too and it's a really it's it's one idea but i think it's pretty relatable yeah you know there's there's something with relationships uh where you can't you know you can't take anything back and you can't move backwards. Mm-hmm. You know, and the idea of questioning that I think is is relatable. You know, you can't. Uh, there's there's no way to there's no way to go back. Right. Have you, you know? Ha- what have you said. have you ever
0: had anybody tell you or ask you in seriousness to take it back, like something yeah, you yeah. said, or something just take it back?
1: <laughs> no, I mean, not since I was like a little tiny kid. Okay. You know, it, it seems like the kind of thing somebody somebody would say to me, like on a playground. Yeah. You know, if I called someone a dork, they'd be like, "Take that back," <laughs> you know. And then when you eventually get old enough to realize that's not a thing. Right. Right. You know, there's no such thing as that. And even if somebody did say they take it back, then like it's still out there. There's no, you know, can't put, put sausage, make a pig, (laughs) Um, you know, but it's a, that, that kind of wanting to be able to like, you know, again, slow it down. Like let's start over, you know? Yeah. It's kind of related. And that is the resignation uh, that kind of comes through in the vocals. Um,
0: next one here is, uh, alligator underscore aviator underscore autopilot underscore antimatter underscore watch underscore dogs.
1: Yeah. No, it's just alligator. Underscore two. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Underscore hat underscore pre-order. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, this is, this is the, uh, the Peaches song. Yeah. This is so dumb. I like it a lot. <laughs> i i' know, i'm not super into this one yeah um i yeah i think this is this is one of the ones i think is a little it's a little sonic the hedgehog for me oh <laughs> uh during the uh you know the the spitting out words part yeah you know not the not the singing part yeah um yeah i i know i know Stipe likes it and i don't think it's it, again there are no tracks in this album i feel like i need to to skip yeah yeah um but it is uh it's not my fave
0: yeah i feel like this is coming at the blasted wasteland of i'm going to dj at the end of the world from a better angle and doesn't go as far um and like it gets me just enough of that cockiness that i can be down with it uh and it's incredibly absurd you know the fact that it opens up with i feel i feel like an alligator climbing up the escalator i feel strong like okay there, yeah. there you go like uh,
1: lots lots of rhymes yeah going on here i'm not a hater
0: the hater 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 thing is ridiculous haters should be taken away from everybody our I, fucking I president is tweeting about haters
1: yeah i hate that word i hate everything that it means i hate yeah. every text
0: behind it well, are you uh, amy from amy's baking company like shut yeah. the fuck
1: up <laughs> the uh Steep talks about this in the uh, book about how he like struggled forever on this chorus, yeah. and we did it. He's like, Oh, that's not a good chorus. That's a great chorus." And then I listened to it again after reading that. And I was uh-huh. like, Oh man, like <laughs> you realize like there's, there's, this is the one that you're calling out as the great sort chorus, you know, <laughs> it's very, it's so slight. Yeah. Like that. like, Hey, Hey alligator, you've got a lot to learn. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's fine. It's good. Yeah, but it's, it's like, just being, like, yeah, being like, oh man, this is this is all my finest work. I think it's is just bonkers. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, he also
0: I, he also liked. I'm mean, gonna DJ. Like it's he It's loves hard, DJ, it's yeah. hard to <laughs> take it <laughs> serious. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Stipes, uh kind of like uh, overtures to young people mm-hmm. uh, when he's being being trying to be fit in with them. Yeah. Uh, Doesn't nice always work. I think that I would like this song a lot more. Um, I think that the the little break, the spoken word peaches break, really bugs me. Yeah. Oh. I don't, you know, I, I'm not like, I'm fine with, with the teachers of peaches. Like, I think yeah. that, you know, that's, that's all fine, but yeah. there's something about just like this, uh, uh, you know, you know, break where she hurt sure. Just kind of speak, singing some things like, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't, that part doesn't work for me.
0: Yeah. I, I think I'm a little bit more positive on the teachers of peaches, uh, than, than, than you, than you are, uh, possibly.
1: I feel you're like always this... doing the preaches of peaches. So. <laughs>
0: yep uh no no i just uh i i'm i'm fine with it it feels uh, again it adds to that variety like they're making something that would have been you know at place in a you know at home in a different album right uh, yeah, and, and it, peaches is a good match for stipe sensibilities i think too
1: yeah so. now, there's a thing in the book where it talks about how her kind of shouting along in the chorus makes something that sounds like approaches a harmony yeah and i think that's probably a good way to put it yeah you know um, I think it's just kind of the barking over the riff parts, you know, that are less good. But the chorus is good. Um, There are parts of this that I like. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> but it, and it does. I think that you're writing with a variety. Like this does feel like this album's nod to something like I'm gonna DJ, and it is much better. Yes. Than I'm gonna DJ. Much more successful. Um, I think so
0: too. Yeah, like the like it, it almost feels you know having a friend. It feels a little bit monstery
1: to me. Yeah, that I mean that's that's probably. Yeah, that makes sense. If I mean monster with like they would do, you know, uh, like some kind of treatment on the vocals and it would just be him. But, you know, this (laughs) like other than that, like this could definitely be a little bit of a monster song. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it is fine. Yeah. Like it's a it's a middle, but not not bad by any means for me. Um, The video for
0: this is fun. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's uh, Stipe and Peaches. I think they're in uh, in Berlin. It doesn't look like an American city to me, uh, but they're in weird costumes, uh, just Mm -hmm. looking completely over it. Like walking around and uh, there's an awful lot of like quick cuts of them there and then not being there. Uh, Peaches, her look is really uh, uh, striking to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, that's that's her whole deal. Um, But yeah, it works pretty well for the song to me. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it is uh, definitely a fun video. I'm pretty good. Um, Next up is uh, that someone is you. Uh, I love this song as well. This is, this is one of my favorite songs, of the album. Uh, it's, it's a minute and 50 seconds. <laughs> so like, and it doesn't do a middle eight and it doesn't do a third verse. Right. It's the only song in on the album that doesn't do that. Yeah. Um. So it, you know, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, chorus, end. Yeah. Um, which I'm, I'm way into um, watching them play it in that live thing. Yep. Uh, sorry about the vacuum that's coming through for people who are listening. <laughs> uh, My upstairs, my landlords have their house cleaner over. So, <laughs> uh, I, uh, thank you for your grace if, you, if that's coming through. Um, but the, uh, when they play it live, you can see them almost like struggling to play it that quick. Yeah. Like it's so fast. <laughs> um, and it's one of the, like the only times they've done like what I, like a straight up kind of punk song like this. Mm-hmm. Um, no. yeah, uh, really, it, really good. And, it, yeah. It, it is a good kind of like pop, pop, pop punk song, um,
0: about this kind of, it sounds very innocent to me, honestly.
1: Yeah yeah the um because i mean it is like the the words are very like a simple story uh but again about a very relatable feeling like yeah, yeah. The, you know the simplification of type continues <laughs> uh so there's not tons of sophistication where he would maybe tell this through metaphor mm-hmm. on an earlier album here it is just him at a party you know uh with where bands are where bands are playing like mm-hmm. young cool hit bands to reference yep uh you know again just waiting for someone to make the first move um and then when they get the chorus of this, where he's, you know, that someone is you, I you're worried for a second because he kind of barks it Yeah. as like, you know, Barky Stipe, like, always oh, is so, is the cousin to Sonic Stipe, <laughs> you know? They live in the same
0: neighborhood, like, yeah.
1: Yeah, they're neighbors. <laughs> but when they get, you know, the, the lyric, and it's, it's one of my favorite lyrics in the band's career, is oh, like, gosh. pull me out of cartoon quicksand, pull me up and out of me,
3: uh-huh. as a
1: thing that someone can do to you or yep. for you, Uh-huh. Uh, is one of my all-time favorite, like, expressions of an idea that this band has done yeah uh and then the again huge mills soaring chorus mm-hmm. and, and that melody like those chords are pretty simple that that's over but that melody is really good
0: yeah yeah i mean they, they, they take it and they elevate it
1: yeah it's just you know just really up there yeah you know uh the chorus of this is so so good and i love those words mm-hmm. um and, and you, you know, yeah
0: you took the words out of my mouth i just i, I love that idea you know, somebody who, yeah, will take, will take you out of yourself. Like this feels yeah. like a, you know, a song about that wonderful breaking of introversion and comfort.
1: Yeah. yeah, Really, really like strong to me. Like I love this song. Yeah. Um, yeah, really, really good. Again, short, slight, but they just don't do a lot of that. Like there mm-hmm. aren't very many minute 50 song minute 52nd song REM songs that aren't like underneath the bunker, you <laughs> right. know, that aren't kind of like experiments. Yeah. Like this just feels like, you know, like a different band until you get to the chorus.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's like, oh,
1: this is REM. Like,
0: <laughs> it's shorter than Houston, uh, but it moves and it feels complete. You know, it does. It doesn't. So. It doesn't feel like it. Like, is left unfinished. It's just kind of compact and serves its purpose and gets out.
1: Yeah, really, really good. One of my favorite songs on the album. Yeah. For being as slight as it is, I just think it is really well constructed. Yeah. Uh, and good. Um. Next up, uh, me, Marlon Brando, Marlon Brando, and I. <laughs> uh unpack that yeah um the uh, uh the mandolin's back baby It it is it is the mandolin shows up on here um a little bit of that kind of like storytelling a little bit more complicated kind of lyrics mm-hmm. uh this this kind of that they're going on here than we we've been uh having um i think that this uh the beginning of it always feels like it's going to be boring to me yeah and then it gets to the chorus, and the chorus, I think, is actually, like, really good and lush.
0: Yeah, the the, the chorus opens up, um, and it, again, is this very simple uh, uh, kind of lyrical approach to it. Let me down, 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 Yeah, um, you know, and then help me, you know, take me deep again. Like, this feels heartfelt in a huge way, even though there's not an awful lot going on in the actual kind of poetic content of it.
1: Yeah, it's a little bit more complicated. There's like dialogue in it and everything, but it's more, it's a little abstract.
0: Yeah. You know, Um, yeah. I would normally reject a song written by a storied musician about their own fame or their own accomplishment. That's very much what this feels like. Um, Mm. And maybe it's because I've been on this journey with them. I'm willing to go along with it. Like it actually does feel, it feels right
1: yeah he's he's there's a little bit of irony like where he's trying to undercut yeah yeah his his presence like he's still <laughs> this uh, one has been retouched. it, yeah, <laughs> like recognizing it a little bit more than I would, you know uh, but still, you know, I'm not sure where I'd place myself, like I might pawn those gold rings instead, mm-hmm. you know, like he's still kind of like setting himself up as lesser, uh not comparing himself to Marlon Brando, but like right. Uh, it is, uh, I, I think that like the other thing that put me off this before I really listened to it is the title I think is annoying. Yeah. Um, it works during the, the chorus. Yes. Uh, when he sings it, but as a title, like on paper, I find it annoying. Yeah. There's like, there's two commas. Like, I don't know. It, <laughs> it's just like, looks annoying to me. Yeah. Uh, but. no, but this is good. And
0: it's, it's good to hear them break out the mandolin. Like that is the, yeah. pro- that is the prominent instrument on this track. Um it's very yeah. somber. Like this does feel like it comes from, you know, the the, the the automatic era, but it moves and it has um I think blood in it, um, unlike some stuff from that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty again, very lush, very pretty. Yep. Um I wish I could say that and like this album ended on a really great note for me. Uh it doesn't, uh for me. Um ends with a song called Blue, um, which I think would be Good and fine in a world without country feedback and Ebo the letter.
0: Yeah, it feels like if there's anything they can be accused of, like oh, you like you've just totally done that trick before. It's here.
1: They, they're literally doing it. Yep. Like it is like the same same chords as country feedback, um, or at least very similar, if not exactly that's very, the same. Like
0: both of those are explicitly Neil Youngy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it. it I mean, it, but it sounds exactly the same. Yeah. You know, regardless of whether it is explicitly it, it sounds exactly the same um it's got these kind of like poet you know poetic lyrics and then patty smith coming in to sing a refrain like they did on ebo i don't think any of the parts of her are as strong as ebo like ebo no, is like no. a written song this was literally born of a jam mm-hmm. um, it was born
0: out of a dare they went back to the studio uh peter buck is like oh jackknife you won't be able to play that musical saw
1: yeah you can't hit a note and then he plays a, a musical saw which is uh you know a little bit uh, self-indulgent, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, did, I just don't. I don't think this works at all. Um, yeah, you know, I don't know. Yeah, maybe um, I would have even liked it more as like an instrumental, yeah, you know, or something like that without the poetry over it. Like I don't. I don't know what would have done it. Yeah. You know, other than just it being a totally different thing. I, you know, like country feedback and like Ebo,
0: I'm way into the lyrical content of this lyric, you know, lyrics and quotes because he's literally speaking it it sounds like he's speaking it into a like a like a walkman like a talk boy. kind of thing yeah, talk boy. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Millsy. I'm home early <laughs> <laughs> um, it very much sounds like that uh there's some good turns of phrase in this this is where collapses and now comes from but like um i I love the 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 pairing of street poet ship poet um mm. on the on the side of it and it does create this deluge. Um, that works pretty well for me as he's describing this and getting to it. Um, I feel like Patty Smith is a little bit out of place here. I understand yeah. why they wanted to have her involved. Um, but just that kind of chorus of
1: Cinderella boy, you've lost your shoe. I don't know I, what that I, means. I don't care about it either. Like yeah. It sounds yeah, it sounds annoying to me. Um, and it's that they really wanted to have her there. Like they went through great pains. Right to get Patty Smith on the album, um, you know, and it wasn't going to work and cause she was touring and, and eventually they made it work. And it just, it does feel, uh, you know, kind of shoehorned in, mm-hmm. you know, which is what you don't want. No, it's something you like put a lot of effort to making happen. Like you don't want to make it feel like that effort mm-hmm. kind of comes through to where something where it's not really a good fit. I would have much rather had her join the, you know, uh, it happened today chorus or something. Yeah. And even, you know, as an ending, like me, Marlon Brando, Marlon Brando and I would have been like a pretty fine, you know, a a nice down note for this to end on if they wanted to do that.
0: End on like an acoustic version of the Discoverer side of it. Oh, totally.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, As it is, like, I just, yeah, I just, I'm not, I can't handle these jams, man. Um, And it's the same jam they've already done. Yeah. I have,
0: you know, I have more patience for it, but I agree. This is a little uninspired. Six minutes. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you know, and and part of that six minutes, like they do, reprise Discoverer because otherwise the last line song on the last REM album would be Patty Smith.
1: Yeah, yeah, they have to have to go back through, and Discover is a nice thing, thing for them to reprise. Like, yeah, again, sweet idea.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I just wish that I liked the song more. Yeah. Um. Not you know, it's not around the sun band. Yeah. It's not boring. <laughs> it's just right, like I right. don't think it's a very successful experiment. No. Um, and then that's, the, you know, that's the last thing. There's a video for this. Uh, James Franco uh, directed it. Yeah.
0: Um, um, that didn't dispose me to like it very much. <laughs>
1: yeah. And it just, it just scenes around LA and New York. Yeah. Cause like, it, it sounds like saying that like somebody from red state America would assume a James Franco video would be right. It's like the worst thing that they, you know, it's just going to be him showing pictures of buildings and shit. It's like, <laughs> oh, no, you're right. A voter. like it's like yeah you're actually correct that is all it is and it does suck yeah perhaps we have more in common you and i <laughs> um yeah. yeah it's a it's not my fave <laughs> i love um, person who's so angry about james franco i just assume that he like because i think that if he's enough of like a shitty hollywood guy for it to bother me uh-huh he's gotta really bother people who are just bothered by he, hollywood in general yeah he's
0: definitely gotta trip the censor yeah
1: yeah you know, if I, if, if my sensitivities are tricked by James Franco, mm-hmm. just, I'm just imagining.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, the other clue that Paul is dead is that it opens and ends on a, sh- uh, on a shot of a sign that says the end, but it's shown oh, yeah. backwards. It's shown from behind.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, and then ends up being the record. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, first and worst. Um, I don't think there are any uh, disqualifications in this either. I don't think that there's mm-hmm. no,
0: no, there's nothing that stands no, out no day, uh, no day sleepers. very much, very much ahead. Um, my, my first has to be Uberlin, man. I I love Uberlin so goddamn much. Yeah, it's really good. That's a great song. Yeah. I made my case during the actual, during the actual time of it, the mood of it, um, how understated, but complex it is. And just the, uh, the lyrical content, um, speaks to me in a really personal way. I've just, I've listened to it just on a loop.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's very, it's very good. Yeah. Like it is, uh, it might, you know, it's up to this album. Actually, you know, when I was calling day sleeper, like the last, like, A plus REM songs. It's like, there's a bunch of A's here that don't quite do the extra credit to get a plus, but are still. Yeah. There's lots of lots of 97s. (laughs) yeah. Tons of 97s on this shit. Uh, so I still maintain that. Like, I don't think there's anything here. That's quite like that kind of classic REM, but there's a lot of good songs on this record. Yeah. Um, I would probably say, Oh my heart, uh, which is like, it's either that, or it's, uh, that someone is you. Mm -hmm. Um, it depends on how much I'm going to care about the verses. Also
0: the day. Um, Probably yeah,
1: exactly what I'm in the mood for like, yeah. Oh, my heart doesn't have bad verses. Like the verses are actually very good. They're just slightly less impressive to me than the super fun chorus. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's is you is a song that like, I feel like is more unique to, to REM's catalog than anything else they've done. Like,
3: yeah,
1: weirdly enough, it sounds more conventional, but I can't think of another song they've done. That is that direct. Right. Like not even saying like star 69 is quite that, right. like, you know, right. That, that, that brief and, and to the point and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Worst is, is... Worst is hard. Worst is very hard. <laughs> is that I mean blue in a in a walk? Okay. For me, um, I I do like when I say don't skip anything. I don't have to skip blue, but it's already the end of the album. It's very easy for me to get up and walk and do something else. Yeah. Um. I you know, I don't think that song is very good. Yeah. Um, um. So.
0: I think that for me, the worst would be every day is yours to win. Yeah, that's um, not
1: that's not particularly good either.
0: Yeah, because. In an album where I prize, in an album from a band where I prize variety in both, that you know, if it's a choice between it happened today and every day is yours to win, they both accomplish very similar things. Every day is yours to win just does it worse. So I will keep blue. I don't think I don't think blue should be the as long or or the actual album ender. Uh, Mm. but every day is yours to win feels superfluous in a way that like, I would, I would strike it from this record.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't think that blue is, I think that every day, I think I would agree that's more redundant. Yeah. I think it's, it's less of like, I guess there's like a record perspective where I would agree with that. And then there's the song perspective. Yeah. You know, and like in a vacuum, I think every day is yours to win is a better song. Mm -hmm. Um, but has a worse place on the album. Yeah. So.
0: Um I'll stick with mine though every day is yours to win, yeah nah.
1: yeah, no, no i'm I'm saying I can see it from that from a different angle i can I can agree with you, yeah, depending on whether I'm thinking of an album structure, yep. you know um, or just a whether it's a good song or not, yeah, um but, but yeah, it's uh the the thing that you can tell like in around the sun where there's a seven way tie for like worse, you know, like it's <laughs> right. so hard to find the worst here, uh the worst was very easy for me, finding the best was like pretty hard, yep. because you know oh my heart and uh, uh that someone is you but i could also be convinced that uberlin uh you know would be would be the one pretty easily mm-hmm. um you could make a case for walk it back as being really good too yep and uh, very up there like i think that's a great song we didn't talk about the video for that uh just because we, we missed it but i think the video for that's actually really charming <laughs> um, it's so gross the well, it just it's just like some footage is compiled footage but yeah. the woman tap dancing in the parking garage with a uh-huh. big smile on her face i think is very like charming uh-huh. and, uh huh. and if, then if it fits the
0: if, it fits the music very well
1: yeah and then it switches to a horse pissing at some point <laughs> in like an extended cut
0: yeah well it, it's not just the horse pissing like first you think huh that horse has a pretty big dick as horses yeah. do oh it's <laughs> pissing huh How about that? Oh, you're going to keep going. with Oh, you're going to keep following. Oh, it's frothing on the ground and kind of trailing toward the camera. I hope you move before it reaches your feet. Oh, Oh, you you didn't.
1: Yeah. yeah, It's, it's, it's a real suspense. You know, it's like Alfred Kitchcock said, it wasn't just knowing that the horse piss was there, you know, where it's not hiding. You don't want to just look down and see horse piss. (laughs) It's you show the audience, the horse piss under the table. And then, (laughs) then it's up to the audience to say, when's that going to go off?
0: You Um, yeah uh the the floor on this album is very high for me yeah I guess,
1: I guess yeah that's the point like it is you know it's uh well to me i mean i guess it's the opposite because like i guess it is obvious to me which song is the worst song mm-hmm. the ceiling is incredibly high like yeah. there are a lot of songs i think that like you know could be the best song on the album that's mm-hmm. like if you know someone is like you know what the best song on this album is mine smells like honey like that chorus is incredible i'd be like you know yep yep like yeah you're right <laughs> like uh, that is uh that chorus is undeniable that is like a really really great rem chorus i can't get over it you know like and you can make an argument for a lot of the songs yes again so i th- i think that's just a really good album mm-hmm. um such a good note to go out on yeah yeah they did it the boys did it <laughs> um like i said there's no uh, no fan club stuff almost nothing in the way of b sides just a couple live versions um except for a kind of embarrassing i think uh, instrumental called nola yeah Uh guess what that was written <laughs> and the um it's like it doesn't sound like r e m but it's just another it's not surf, so it's got that going for him. Right. But it's, this is what they're doing for for B sides. It sounds like
0: production music that would be playing in the back of like a uh, um, a movie that is set in the South and wants to say something about the South, but didn't want to commit on really being like scathing about it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah.
0: It's just it's just a like a, like an electric guitar country boogie that kind of the the wheels fall off about part way through.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Not, not, not my favorite uh, thing. And then, you know, that's going to be it for, there are actually some other songs. Um, when we talk about odds and sods during the next episode, they put out a greatest hits. that had three extra songs on it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we will, we will talk about that mm-hmm. then. Yeah. Um, so let's, uh, let's talk about the breakup a little bit, like the actual breakup. We talked about this a lot during the beginning, but we'll, we'll get into a little bit of this as well.
0: Yes. Um. Who knows how apocryphal this is? Cause Peter Buck can be Peter Buck sometimes. Um, but he recounted a story saying like, Hey, uh, Michael Stipe said, Hey, I need to be away from this for a long time. Um, you know, during, during the recording, just because it took stuff out of him, like, you know, it was a big deal. And Buck responded, well, a long time. How about forever? Yeah. Uh, that's a very pithy way to say it, but like they more broadly decided, Oh, we've accomplished what we wanted to accomplish. We're really proud of what we're making. Um, you know we've been going for a while. Let's just, let's just call it, let's call it a day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, as we mentioned that's that's a very admirable and the, the terms they went out on, mm-hmm. you know, but they, they, you know, they made the decision. They'd all been kind of thinking about it. Yeah. Like nobody in the core three were blindsided. It's just Scott McAfee. <laughs> um, so they announced the breakup, um, six months uh, later after the, the album came out, uh, September 21st, Wednesday, 2011, they did on their website with a general statement that just said, Hey, uh, we have decided to call it a a day we're walking with this great sense of gratitude. We love that. We've done thank you to everybody who's been touched by our music. Then every member of the band uh, did their own little personalized statements, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and talked about how they're still friends. They still operate a unit and stuff. Um, There's a great, the, um, the book really underlines the one, but I really like the Peter Buck one where he talks about, you know, you're still going to find me like, I'm still going to be at record stores, pawing through things. And, being in the audience with you, watching the next group of young kids try to change the world. Yep. You know, and I thought I was like, that's very sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a very sweet sentiment.
0: Yeah. And, and Stipe's response was just to repeat a quote that he heard. I forget who he, who he attributed it to, but just uh, the, 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 the key skill in attending a party is knowing when to leave.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, which, you know, which is true. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's uh they, they could have, you know, it's kind of weird. Cause REM had their like, their bad period already they did it mm-hmm. in career yeah you know <laughs> um as opposed to like the shambling corpse thing like mm-hmm. it reminds me a lot of bowie yeah um in arc uh even down to like if you if you expand you know if you doubled you know time like it even they roughly correspond like the 80s for bowie mm-hmm. roughly corresponds to the around the sun period yeah for rem um you know, but they to got yep yeah
0: yeah yep they got um, out and uh like importantly for me because i'm invested in these characters and and other actual people but we've been covering it as a story they got out still respecting and loving each other Mm -hmm. you know and that is tremendous
1: yeah yeah it doesn't uh it doesn't happen that often no you know there's not tons of stories about bands that don't where somebody doesn't die or they don't shamble on as a corpse or they don't uh somebody gets shitty or something like that like sue they (laughs) sue yeah something bad happens uh and it just not has not happened yet yeah So, uh, good for them. Um, I am proud of the boys (laughs) and, uh, yeah, we're going to talk a little bit more about kind of wrap up on the show, wrap up on the band and everything. Um, life after REM, uh, next episode. Yep. So So they still have that final greatest hits, which they have a couple songs on. Um, there's some stuff we missed. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and we've got a a fun thing
1: that we're going to talk about as well. And it's all
0: fun, but something, something that, uh, you know, I've been looking forward to.
1: Uh, and we're not, um, as we mentioned, it's too late to send in your your questions and prompts. If you have already, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks for listening and everything, and we'll see you guys next episode um, for the end of the uh, file underwater. Which yeah. uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm really happy that we we got a chance to do this. Me too. You know, um, it got me even the bad album. I'm very happy that I got a chance to listen to Around the Sun mm-hmm. uh, in, in its entirety, even though it's shitty.
3: Yeah.
1: You know, it's like I feel good having having done that. So uh, we, I think we also succeeded in our goals of like having that kind of long view perspective mm-hmm. on these guys. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. So the show is going away, but we still have all the other shows on the network and those are supported by our Patreon. Uh, that is how we get our funding from you a little bit at a time. Go to patreon.com slash duck If you haven't already, um, you know, it's likely that you already do, but uh, go there and take a look. If you haven't, um, it makes a huge difference for us. It enables us to do fun stuff like this
1: yeah pull us out of cartoon quicksand <laughs> um yeah if the other thing you can do is rate and review the show even though the show's ending that might seem pointless but it's not uh because we still want people to listen to it the show is not going anywhere right so they'll still be available uh for new you know people who like are who decide to get into it mm-hmm. um so yeah send them our way yeah um you know that, that goes with all of our you know any of our, our things that, that have ended yes you know send send them our way um i think that's probably about it I think so yeah so um, uh
0: please, please come back for the next episode like don't uh just uh leave it here uh don't mm-hmm. i don't wanna beg you or anything, but I think the last one's gonna be fun
1: yeah um i, I think that people probably won't ditch out just cause they'll 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 go down with the ship yeah. <laughs> um yeah so uh thanks for listening uh until next time it is the end of the podcast, and we feel fine oh you you took my line i did i, I forgot what the sign off was for a oh. second so i i stole it C- can you set it up
0: I'll feel real bad if if we if i don't get my to say it's the, end, it's the end of the podcast.
1: Well, I know what it is now that you talked about oh, it. Right. Can, 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 we, can, we, can we do it, though? I mean, I guess. Now it feels weird, though, because it's getting built up. You know, like the, some <laughs> say the history of building things up began 18- <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's important it's, to me, though. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, it is the end of the podcast as we know it. And we feel fine.